Welcome to Suicide Buddies. Before we get started with the episode, I just want to say, Hampton and I joke around on the show a lot about suicide because we're very comfortable with it, because we've thought about it a lot and dealt with it in our families. We're not making these jokes to make light of depression itself or the act of suicide. So just please know that while you're listening, we're on your side. We're doing this to help. And if you really are suicidal, if you're feeling that way, please, I can't urge you enough, call 1-800-273-TALK. It's the National Suicide Helpline. They're there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They're amazing. They will talk you through it. You do not need to do it. Stay here with us. Glad you're alive. humble dave quit being so braggadocious sit down with your ver- veracitude be humble be humble shut sit the fuck down. up sit down <laughs> shut up <laughs> i hate you lay down he's slowly telling his audience to kill themselves i'm tired take poison lay down <laughs> lay down <laughs> take poison <laughs> i mumble lay <laughs> down <laughs> Um, are we record? Yeah, hell yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? Well, I guess we're doing it. <laughs> I guess we're here. In we there. go. <laughs> I'm Dave Ross. Hey, I'm Hampton Yunt, and you are listening to Suicide Buddies. Guys, we're back. It's a podcast about suicide. We're gonna go into a historical suicide later on in the app. So if you don't like that, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> You're at the wrong pod. If you were here hoping to hear some <laughs> WTFing, yeah. you were here to get some Rogan experience. I hate that I'm sorry about the how in that one show I was mean to you 40 years ago. <laughs> I just want to say I've forgiven my friend Louis, Louis Anzari, CK. <laughs> I've already forgiven my friend, brutal rapist murderer, Louis C.K. Also, I'm quitting smoking. Yeah, well, we really can't make fun because, Mm -hmm. honestly, we suck. Yeah, we're, I mean, I don't argue with that ever. (laughs) Um, But I feel like I'm allowed to make fun of whoever I want, no matter how not funny it is when I do it. (laughs) Yeah, Aziz, I'm sorry? Hampton, that's like the fourth time I've been around you making that joke in different comedy (laughs) mediums. I saw you have it written on your back at a show. Yeah, well, the context of that is we did 50 first jokes. I don't want anyone to have any context (laughs) for this. Yeah, guys, I don't really perform stand-up. This is all just (laughs) happening in a void. Yeah, no, he had it written on his back at the DMV, and he turned around at the last minute, and that's his driver's license photo. (laughs) (laughs) They have to, it has to be legal now. Hold on. Phone stuff? I saw you looking at shit. Oh, uh, oh man. Aristotle. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> well, how you been? I've been fucking crushing it, dude. <laughs> I, <laughs> I've actually been really good, man. I, uh, uh, I was like, dude, 
bombed for a while. <laughs> what? That's fucking gay. Dude, I was... <laughs> you were bummed? I was fucking dude, down only, in the dumps, only dude. Feel, um, only feel good all the time. Andrew I, WK style. Yeah, make your life a surfboard or whatever people <laughs> say. That's the best life coaching you could do. Make Folks, your, <laughs> make your life a surfboard. A longboard, too. Like a big fucking surfboard. Life's a surfboard. Ride it. Life's waves. Be a surfboard. <laughs> Life's a wave. Don't drown. I feel like you could get away with that. I was rewatching Up in the Air. Remember that George Clooney movie? Oh, yes. It's just like, your life is like a backpack. <laughs> and it's like, how heavy are you going to make your backpack? And I was like, oh, I am sold. My life is a backpack. <laughs> Dude, I went to the moth it's last night. It's a Patagonia backpack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's huge. Lots of pockets. Lots of shit going on. I can't. Yeah. figure it out it's a hipster backpack i bought that has a compass built into the you know band <laughs> my life's a backpack where the fuck are my keys <laughs> there's somewhere in the middle of all these goddamn books <laughs> yeah the analogy gets so messed up he's yeah. like i lost my keys and they're like what does that mean they're like my kids i lost my fucking kids <laughs> by the way this is a show where we uh joke around about depression because hampton and i have dealt with that a lot and that's why we feel comfortable talking about suicide so flippantly <laughs> <laughs> that's why it could at times seem like perhaps we take suicide lightly uh but we don't if you're dealing with suicide in your life in your family, your friends, suicidal thoughts, please seek real help. And we said at the beginning of the episode, uh, but call 1-800. I'm okay. Oh, God, I'm going to call. Right. <laughs> call the Nintendo Power call. Hotline for all your Nintendo secrets. 1-800-Nintendo, dude. And it is Nintendo, dude. I can't dude. figure out how to kill Yoshi in the game. <laughs> so I'm going to fucking end it. It's 1-800-273-TALK. That's that number. Yeah. Uh, and dude, yeah. I uh, Well, I went through, uh, and I guess I'm still going through a breakup at the end of last year. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, isn't it weird how like you keep breaking up? Yes. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> Isn't it weird how <laughs> I'm unlovable? I just <laughs> Isn't it weird. I just tell the story about what a piece of shit boyfriend I am. You get up on stage. You ever notice how it's weird? I'm unlovable. <laughs> <laughs> this guy knows what I'm talking about. Just point to a guy who kills himself. It's hard and weird. <laughs> my dick. ever date. <laughs> Have you guys ever noticed that my dick is weird and hard? <laughs> so my dick is hard. <laughs> this guy knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's modern stand-up. Heckler smashes dick. <laughs> no, but yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's a hard time, for sure. Yeah. Every time I go through a breakup that's like a big one that matters, <laughs> that matters, they all matter. Marshall you know what Mathers. I mean? Mar that Marshall matters to all me. All Marshall Every time matter. I break up with Eminem, my name is Stan. <laughs> I got dumped. By <laughs> Stan and Eminem broke up? What? Oh. Yeah, that was on the cover of OK Magazine. <laughs> I, uh, dude, my favorite... I'm sorry. I'm going to cut you off again for no fucking good reason, but... My favorite part of the Eminem stand thing is that the end when he blows his own mind. The, yeah, Eminem writing, he's like, "Come to think of it, it was you." I feel like we've brought that up on like yeah, five episodes. Sorry, <laughs> that's why I said. That's why I said I really don't need to do this. Right no, now. it's okay. You could bring up. We could do the same episode every week. I don't give a shit. We're doing Chris Benoit nine eleven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. It's time it. for the Chris Benoit Titanic spectacular. 
Christmas Benoit. 9-11 Christmas Benoit. I see what you're right? doing. Dude, I'm a writer. I literally have been given money to write jokes. <laughs> That's awful. Dave, these are crayon drawings. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's yeah. illiterate. Oh. <laughs> Is that that's Donald Trump saying that to me? Who is the only person I've ever written for? <laughs> oh, guys, these those were all jokes. He was I saying. wrote "Build a Wall." <laughs> I'm the one who came up with that. I also wrote "Make America Great Again." I stole all of it from Mencia. I don't mind. Yeah. Who's my favorite comedy writer? <laughs> no, dude, it's weird. Every time I go through a breakup, about a month after the breakup, I start being like, "Huh, I'm not really thinking about it as much." Mm. Uh, interesting. And then there's like a three month period where a bunch of other shit that seemingly is unrelated to the breakup destroys me. Like oh. I'm just panicked and constantly anxious. And I've been like that for like three or four months. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, man. I mean, that's definitely just like the piling on of like pressure. And well, you, you know, and there's it's a lot of like uh, have misplaced. You been off? Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Come you on, did dude. say you were you've been crushing it. Yeah, I said I've been crushing it. So clearly, I've been jerking off. In other, in what other way could I possibly crush it? That's the only, <laughs> guys, that's the only way for men to deal with emotions. Yeah, just to crush it. Jerk off out of your system. Punch another man. <laughs> drive a car fast. <laughs> I just want to make a really bad Tracy Chapman fast car joke right now, but go on. Um. No, go, do it. Okay. Dave's got a fast car. <laughs> it's not. I got a ticket to get him out of here. <laughs> I, I no longer want to do this podcast. <laughs> I quit. Hey, I quit before you. <laughs> this is now called Suicide Buddy. <laughs> oh, man. How quickly would I kill myself? <laughs> I know. If, if I was I just left, alone doing this, yeah, Aristotle leaves, you leave. I quit. I show up at your apartment podcast. still to do the podcast. I'm Dude, just in your closet. The idea of your partner in the suicide podcast quitting is so <laughs> funny. That's so fucking funny. Um, uh, well, it's called buddies. You never know. We could keep adding buddies. Listen, Dan, you know? I am definitely not making it easy for you. <laughs> Okay. Life's about challenge. Well, I just want to thank you for validating that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I'm feeling good. I've been sort of coming out of a fog a little bit. That's um, great. Man. Been really, you know, just crushing it. <laughs> <laughs> can you can you like point to anything that's maybe just helping? Um. Well, there's the time. It's like you know, I, I'm still sad about it and think about it, but uh, but time. You know, that's he a real thing. Time heals all. Yeah. Uh, and also, I do think, like, there's a real psychological thing that happens in a new year. It really just does subconsciously feel like a like a new Change. day. Yeah, that's true. It just I mean, does. just writing my check's different. It's... Ugh. Absolutely. I feel like I'm in the future now. <laughs> Every time the year changes, I, uh, I start drawing a face instead of using my signature. <laughs> it changes everything. <laughs> You know, you hypothetically could sign your checks with a face. The we bank, just don't do it. The banks won't take my emoji signature. I'm sad all the time. What? <laughs> oh, well, you said you, you sign it with a I face. I know. I just wanted to make what? you... <laughs> I just wanted to be a what, huge TJ dick. Miller's emoji movie? Now in theaters? <laughs> I sw Now molesting people in theaters? <laughs> 
There is literally no telling when you're going to make a DJ Miller or Louis C.K. reference. <laughs> it comes completely out of nowhere. Well, Harvey Weinstein's paying me. Yeah. What? To, dis- to, dis- See? to distract from him. <laughs> <laughs> His Mossad agents are paying me right now. His Mossad agents? I, man. Yeah. I love the idea that like his agents are in Mossad. <laughs> that's why they're such good agents. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's funny. They just kill you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, there, there is like the new year. It's so corny, but the new year definitely did affect me. But then also, yeah, just sort of like getting back into work. I think I was letting my anxiety from it and the, like guilt and sadness. I, I think I was I was working but not really in a smart or real way. I would just sort of like stare at a page and yeah. work on the same sentence over and over again. And the problem with writing... Jack, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Yeah. That's a I, good book. I am referring to jerking <laughs> off when I say work. All jacking off and no playing with my balls makes Dave, Dave a sad boy. Write <laughs> that five million times. You got a book. All jacking off and no playing with my balls. That is a good book. Uh, Who wrote that book? <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> that happens in the art of the deal. Man, he writes so many uh, books. Yeah, he does. Dude, have you? God's only written one book. If you, <laughs> that's a good point, dude. Donald Trump's written like fifteen books. What? Wait, what book did God write? Um, the Quran. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, that's the, true. The only true book. <laughs> Because the Bible was written, <laughs> the Bible was written by John Smith. Does the Bible specify if all dogs go to heaven? <laughs> I feel like that should be in there. That who? What's that character? Just the most frustrating guy at Sunday school. He's just like, oh, dude, I was. I, I went to Sunday school and uh-huh. I fucking made my teacher so mad because I was like. Okay, um, no, she sa- she set up a parable or or some story where she's like, okay, if I swear to God, this is like to children. She's like, you're a soldier and you can kill a man, and uh, that'll prevent like the many people from dying. Like, mm-hmm. do you do it? And I was like, yes, like of course. <laughs> and she was like, no, because killing is wrong no matter what. I was like, no, he's gonna kill all those people. <laughs> Wow. Just, like, and they so just adamant. Would, right. Well, of course, they, they have their very strict rules. I feel like that was just her like definition of morality. She was just putting on like 30 children where she's like, I mean, why the fuck was she talking about snipering a bad guy? I feel like, like that happens to literally every kid all day, every day. Hmm. I like... No one knows what the fuck they're talking about in oh, life. No. Yeah. I'm 35. <laughs> I could have been a teacher for like 13 years by now. I should be 40 by I now. I should be 80. <laughs> I should be... I'm 35. I should be dead. Uh, I literally could be a tenured teacher. There are... Te- yeah. Like senior level teachers at my oh, age yeah. at high schools and elementary schools that just like give their weird morality to kids. <laughs> Can, yeah. Can and I go to the free. bathroom? No, you already peed today. <laughs> like, what? You watched me pee? <laughs> no, you can't. I was the toilet you earlier. You peed at I home. I talked pee. to your mother. That's cool. <laughs> I call your mom every day. Yeah, I call to your see mom you to pee. see if you peed or shit already. Yeah, that, that kind of shit's fucking weird. I definitely had like psychotic teachers. I, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the pod, but and stop me if I did, but I had a French teacher and 
You my, did stop. <laughs> my goal was always to like sometimes break teachers. Like, just, oh, you were that guy. Yeah, I just I hated school so much. Uh-huh. And so uh, her, her name was literally Miss Unazai, spelled Miss Unazi. <laughs> like, how is a kid yeah. not going to make fun of this woman? And wow. And so she look. She was very old looking. And years later, my brother told me, "Did you remember Miss Unazai?" I was like, "Yes." And he's like, "You know, like." We always thought she was like 60. And I was like, yeah. She's like, she was like 35 when she was teaching us. She just grew up next to like a power plant what? and it like fucked up her body. <laughs> Whoa. So I didn't know that. But she was a very, str- I mean, like she was like a stressed individual. Sure. And one day at school, like she just hated that every student got an F on the quiz uh-huh. and she just had a mental breakdown. She started crying uh-huh. at her desk and then she uh, motioned with her fingers like a gun and just t- every student went, bang, I kill you, bang, I kill you, bang, what? I kill you, bang, I kill you, bang, I kill myself. And then she started Did she weeping. say bang, I kill myself? Bang, I kill myself. And then she wept at her table and it was like... Hampton, I want to thank you. <laughs> I'm serious right now. I want to thank you for giving me my new catchphrase. <laughs> That's my new catchphrase on Bang, stage. I kill myself. I go in to that the voice. audience. Bang, I kill you. Bang, I kill you. Bang, I kill you. Bang, <laughs> bang I kill you. Anyway, uh, wow. she, had, she had tenure, so, you know, what the That's fuck? That's the thing. <laughs> You know, I I, like, I have seen yeah at least two teachers have a nervous breakdown and just start like throwing shit and crying and screaming. It's just like yeah, you're basically like a prison guard. Yes, <laughs> who no has one, to like teach people who do not care about your well being, and they all know there are no consequences for them not caring about your well being. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. There was a kid in my high school who hated our biology teacher so much that he had a friend call the school with an emergency for that teacher one day (laughs) and uh the teacher like gets a call from the front office and and is like oh my god and runs out so there's no one in the class and then the kid goes over to the window in the room opens the window pulls his pants down shits out the window (laughs) onto the teacher's car Yes, dude. Was this Zach Morris? Yeah, it was Zach Morris. Is this the coolest kid in the world? Wait, he shit out of the window onto the teacher's car. How? Like, what was the velocity of his shit to clear that distance? What do you mean clear what distance? Well, you're saying he shit out of a window. Well, he stuck his butt out the window, and the car was parked right underneath it, directly under a window. Yeah, he shit right on the hood. That's a, but it's still the velocity of shit here, Dave. Velocity? Yeah, like how are you projecting your shit like three feet even? I think he, <laughs> uh, he stuck his butt out pretty far. Like how did it not just slide down the window? <laughs> because he's, he stuck his butt out the window. I don't know how else I, to say I, okay, it. Okay, okay. He really <laughs> extended his butt. Like he stuck his butt out. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> he is he, like unlovable. held on to the sides like it was dangerous God damn it. <laughs> uh, it was x games dude, dude. That's i mean fucking honestly awesome. it was pretty cool um that's pretty so and luckily that teacher was like cool <laughs> he was cool like in the sense of like he really like emotionally had his shit together yeah and when he came, oh yeah like, you could murder somebody with that kind of yeah, shit yeah totally and <laughs> you the way called he, an emergency the way he reacted shit on my car he like told the principal and the kid got in trouble 
and then the dude didn't the teacher didn't lose his mind but i feel like if that happened to me i would have like i would have murdered everybody <laughs> i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't i swear wait you're uh-huh. saying you wouldn't have shot up a school <laughs> that's pretty good of you not for that pretty reason. christian <laughs> yeah i don't know man what it is uh, where it's like you just i was just mad that i had to go to school I really was. I I had to get up at like 6 a.m. to go to a place I hated. Yeah. That, you know, just treated me (laughs) like shit. I had some friends, but it just sucked. Yeah. And I fucking hated my life. And honestly, the most depressed and suicidal I've ever been is like high school. It is a weird thing to, first of all, take people who are in the most vulnerable part of their entire life <laughs> and force them to go somewhere that is not at all fun. Yeah. They're like, there's all this discipline. People are mean to you all the time. <laughs> Teachers, are just, they're just yeah, mean to basically. you. Basically, yeah. It's they're like, just like, shut up. Can stop, I- <laughs> stop it. Stop doing that thing that's basically fine when you're 18. Yeah, because like, <laughs> your role as a teacher is like, just don't make them murderers. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, fuck. Well, that's the thing. They're so concerned about that. Like, I mean, I sympathize with teachers so much. But also, they, I've always thought it was so crazy to to not only do that, but do it in a way where you're in, you're trapped in this building with all these other crazy motherfuckers who are at the same age and vulnerable and fucked up and weird and hate it. And like, of course it's awful. Dude, I had one teacher um, who was a bus driver also. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had one finger kind of cut off, you know, like, and he still grew the nail over it. It was weird. He was kind of like a character to me. And he was always drinking coffee because he was a narcoleptic. Whoa. So he was a bus driver and like at least six times he just fell asleep and drove the bus off the road. No way. Why did they yeah. let that happen? You think after one time they would stop it? No, he'd always be like, sorry, sorry, sorry. And like the kids wouldn't like report him. They were oh, just like, sure. cool, man, you fell asleep while driving. Like this is what I'm saying. Like kids are sociopaths. Yeah. Teachers are sociopaths. Everyone's a sociopath. Yeah. And I'm what? not surprised that they started like metal detecting schools now. Well, yeah. It's like so much pressure going on there. Yeah. It's like, yeah. People are going to flip out all the time. <laughs> People were so mean in my school i mean in every school for sure but it was just like <laughs> they would there like every year there would be a couple people that everyone just like zeroed in on and it just sucked for that person <laughs> they would i mean like did that guy who shit on the car become like prom king <laughs> oh yeah people love that guy <laughs> that's not saying he would put up the people yeah. acting crazier we uh my school was really close to west point <laughs> And uh, we had our prom in one of the West Point Grand Ballrooms, like a smaller one because I had a small school. But and like you know who really cares? But that's like a really nice, uh, and it's like a piece of history. Who are the rich kids cross the lake, <laughs> right? It's West and, uh, Point. They just send nukes over the lake to kill the camp. Our uh, principal's name was Carmine Antonelli, and someone I went to the bathroom at our prom. And someone had spray painted in the bathroom of one of the West Point Grand Ballrooms, Antonelli sucks. <laughs> and even at the time, I was like, why are we this petty? Who at West Point knows who this fucking guy is? Why is this important to you? Also, 
Dude, my senior school song. School rivalry, dude. School rivalry. My senior class song was You and Me, Baby Ain't Nothing But Mammals by the Bloodhound Gang. <laughs> yeah, I think that was our school song for one year, too. Dude, so white great. trash. Dude, best. These kids are going to fuck. Best school rivalry that I ever had was uh, I went to a, this weird uh, private school that was just like poor as fuck. It like literally didn't make any sense. And so it was very like, um, if the, your child's very into literature, this is a good school for you. And uh, the rival school that we'd always face in every sporting event was Seton. And then years later, my brother told me <laughs> that is like, well, Seton was actually just a conglomeration of homeschooled kids. Oh. Like that would play our teams. Oh, weird. So we would lose all the time to kids who basically never played together or went to school together. Holy shit. We just sucked that bad. Wow. And we'd be like, this year, swear to God, we're going we're gonna to do them. We're going to beat them. Wow. <laughs> You got beat like, by kids who literally don't know each other. <laughs> yeah, we that's were that so bad crazy. At sports, wow. Yeah, that's why I'm not a sports guy. Never took. <laughs> by the way, this is a complete left turn, but I want to talk about it before we get into the the yeah. second half of the episode. Um, we have some very good friends who made a TV show called Corporate that's uh, airing on Comedy Central right Hell now. Yeah. It's fucking it's so, so fucking funny. Good. And honestly, if you like our podcast, you will like corporate because oh, yeah. it's so dark. It's and incredibly dark. If you like dark comedy, it's so dark. Um, and uh, we're going to have Jake Weissman, who's one of the guys who created it, who's one of the, the stars of it. He's going to be on the show soon. You did an um, episode. And I was on an episode which um, the day that this episode comes out, um, my episode aired the night before. So I really should have promoted this last week. Uh, Guys, go back in time a day, kill your own looper, and watch Dave's Comedy Central special. Your, your my hour? special. Uh, yeah, the episode, but it's episode four of Corporate. Um, after it airs for a while, it's free on the Comedy Central app. So get the Comedy Central app if you want to watch it and watch it. The I'm epi- doing it right it's now. episode four. It's called Trademark. I played Trademark. I'm the guy. <laughs> Wearing, uh, I, I have oh, to say that. You tell me about this. This is really funny. I'm the guy wearing a mask the entire episode until at the very end, and you'll <laughs> see what I mean. It's it was so fun, dude. I played opposite uh, Lance Reddick, like almost the entire time. Who plays Lieutenant Daniels in The Wire? Oh, God, dude. Uh, and yeah, I'm one of those people who's seen that show a million times. I've never seen The Wire. Should I? What? Should You've I? never oh, seen The Wire? I'm out. I'm by. <laughs> You've never bye. seen The Wire, bye. Sopranos, Oz? Bye. Sorry. Sorry guys. Dude, I you haven't go- seen the wire. I'm gonna go kill myself. Sorry, I haven't seen the wire. Bye. Hey man. Hey, where's your noose? Welcome back. <laughs> hey, um, Dave, where do you keep your guns? Uh I don't have any guns, but I do have a noose. <laughs> if I could just answer your first question. <laughs> I was thinking it'd be kind of funny to do an episode where we just tie the my cords around our necks and we just do a whole that would be funny, man. Whole strangulation episode. That would be really, You guys really can't funny. see this, but I put the mic cord around my neck. No, yeah. I'm very into physical comedy. I think it's always a good idea <laughs> to do something visual on a podcast. I'm giving everybody the finger right now. You did. That's actually true. <laughs> and yet it had no impact. Yeah, well, no one saw it. Yeah, I guess that is it. <laughs> a picture's worth a thousand words. I feel like you and I are pretty tired this episode. <laughs> If we're just going to be honest. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah, look, we're not going to always be on our fucking game (laughs) 
dicks. <laughs> what do you guys want from us? Somebody uh, called us dickwads in a comment thread a little while ago, yeah. and I love it so much because we are dickwads. I think that's true. In fairness, this person had are we not... wads though. I mean, we're bi- dicks, but the... wads. <laughs> Three failed attempts at saying that sentence. Three horrifically failed attempts at talking. Yeah, what's wrong with you, man? Oh, uh, uh, nothing. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Um. Anyway, we're dickwads. <laughs> uh, you just accept it. Yeah. I fight this guy. Yeah? Yeah, morally and <laughs> yeah. only figuratively, not really. <laughs> Wait, what? Just in theory, I fight him. Oh, I see. <laughs> Like in your mind, I'm ultra cuck. In theory, I'm killing everyone. <laughs> I'm the new superhero who imagines he's helping and killing everyone. Sometimes I think about fucking my wife, <laughs> but I don't do it. What I like to do is dress up as a snowflake when I watch a guy fuck my wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh man I love being a cuck ass Fucking snowflake <laughs> It's the best dude It's the best Yeah man I feel in control Honestly If you're listening And you're alt-right Or at all On that side You gotta come over here To the liberal side Here are the positives You can be afraid No yeah, one expects right? you To not be a coward uh, It's amazing dude uh, Everyone gets laid All the time Liberals fuck, we're all cowards dude. and we're cowering and fucking. No, because we're all like Polly or whatever. <laughs> what? Yeah. We're all like, yeah, we're, we're all, all Polly. We're all like, we're all along came Polly. So you don't want to do this bit. <laughs> you don't, you don't think that I'm allowed to do this bit. Oh, no, I want to uh, hear it. <laughs> um, no, that's a good point, though. I mean, dude, I'm just saying liberals come. <laughs> Liberals come, Republicans dumb. If I said it once, if I could sell being a Democrat on you, it's all, it's all. Anyway, (laughs) it's it's all, it's all all coming and (laughs) child pornography. That is how a lot of people in my life portray it. Like, um, we, I fuck, dude. I have so many friends who just talk about that. Oh, those sound like the worst people. Who, who brags about fucking at this? Everybody. I I literally I hate having sex. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I'm I mean, so not bo- me. I'm, not I'm me being totally still st- afraid of it. I'm so bored of sex at this age. Oh sure. It's just like it's fine, but I would never be like, dude. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Whoa. It's no, crazy. I know. I yes, me neither. <laughs> Absolutely. It's more like Ugh, I had sex last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh man! I'm sorry. <laughs> right, sure, That's what my right, dick says right. when I come. I'm, just going, I'm sorry. <laughs> Nothing comes out. It yeah. just says I'm sorry. It's just air. Just like block letters. I'm sorry comes out of your dick. <laughs> yeah, like alphabet soup. <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> Cheerios. We've lost every female listener. <laughs> no, I think women would be excited to know that we don't have any sex. <laughs> it's my proudest achievement. <laughs> yeah. Finally got into a place where I hate it and don't do it. Mutually exclusive things, though. <laughs> yeah. 
That's hey, crazy. sign up for our Patreon. Yeah, uh, guys, if you want more hot riff sessions, uh, Dave and I do some bonus content, and uh, they're really fucking funny. Yeah, we got a bonus episode up there now. Uh, we're going to be uh, putting up at least two bonus episodes a month, but probably more, and maybe some other shit. Um, and... Uh, is there a way for you to sign up for more? Like, because we have a five dollar a month uh-huh. subscription, it's very inexpensive. <laughs> I mean, if you listen, you should probably do it. But can you just choose to pay more a month? Because if you can, I would suggest that you pay us ten thousand dollars a month. <laughs> yeah, more than the sandwich money you're going to have to put aside. Five dollars, five dollar foot long. It's a choice: our podcast or a sub. Also, follow me on Twitter, and if you look in my bio, my Amazon wish list is on there. The only thing on there is an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to buy me an airplane, that would be great. Uh, buy me a stripper pole and a webcam, please. <laughs> I'm trying to do another endeavor I don't want to go into, but uh, the Patreon so I far has not been into. working out. <laughs> so please go to my Amazon wish list. <laughs> Buy me a stripper pole and a webcam. That's if there's anyone out there who wants to buy Hampton a stripper pole and a webcam, please do it. Comedy has been going great. <laughs> you already put your stand up on Pornhub. That was the one of my proudest achievements. <laughs> That's so funny. Guys, find my stand up on Pornhub. It's under Hampton Yunt Cracks Up Audience with Stand Up Comedy three exclamation points. <laughs> And it's on X videos, but it's harder to find. Oh my god, dude! You got to go through a lot of garbage before you get to my sweet, <laughs> my you, sweet ass. Can we? Uh, I want to take a video of you watching one of those comedian smashes heckler videos and jerking off, and put that on Pornhub. Okay, yeah, all right, yeah, and we call it yeah. comedian smashes video. <laughs> comedian crushes it. <laughs> Fucking crushes his dick. You drop an anvil on my crotch. (laughs) Teen comedian. (laughs) Baby comedian crushes adult (laughs) audience. Teen comedian sucks hard dong. (laughs) That is the funniest clip. And then, yeah, it's just a video of you bombing. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you want to take a break? No, man. No? No. <laughs> okay. Yeah, fuck distilled. All right, man. <laughs> I don't give a Dave's shit anymore. Dave's getting aggressive this episode. Uh, Please, I need a five-hour nap, man. This is too much. Five-hour nap drink. That's what I... <laughs> it's just hitting yourself in the head with a hammer. Five-hour nap drink. Bang. <laughs> I can't tell if these things are actually funny or if I'm just I've never been funny. so tired. I've never been funny. Have you seen those drinks that do make you tired? Like the Bob Marley? Like NyQuil? <laughs> fair. Very fair. <laughs> yeah, you could just have like a NyQuil. But uh, no, there's like this weird can drink. You find it in like a 7-Eleven. It's like Bob Marley on the front. I swear to God. It tired. It makes you tired. <laughs> And it's like an energy drink, reverse energy drink. That's so funny. I love it. So it's just NyQuil. Do you drink it? Yeah, I've had one once. Do you drink it? I'm so dumb and not funny. When neither of us are funny. Do you sit on it and inject it it anally? It's a drink. Do you drink it? (laughs) I don't know how to explain this any more simple. (laughs) Drinks get drunk. Um, I bought a new chair. Do you sit on it? Yeah. 
I mean, uh, <laughs> and then other things that I have an on the nose response to. I mean, I think I mean that's honestly, listeners do not drink this energy depressant. I can't drink. believe there's a lack of energy drink. That's that's like dangerous, right? For like depressives. <laughs> so weird. It's just market. Yeah, what's in it? I think it's literally for just adults who are so wired all the time they don't know how to fall asleep. I think it's so Bob, like I think it's heroin? Bob Marley's blood. Bob Marley's blood. Oh yeah. yeah, he definitely did have like chunky blood. He put the iry blood <laughs> in the drink. <laughs> uh, one time I did a dumb bad Jamaican just a impression. Can of hair. And somebody was so mad at me. He was like, "That is." I just I wait. What did you say? Oh, I just one time did a Jamaican impression in front of somebody who had like Jamaican parents. And he was like, "Oh wow." He was just like. Everyone fucking does that way of an accent. Like he got so mad. Oh wow! Who was it? Uh, it's hard to explain. Derek was Vick. it Bob Marley? <laughs> <laughs> it was Ziggy Marley. <laughs> and he was, it was like, his son. Uh, that is uh, not down uh, my dad. The sound, the boom, the clap. Is that? Is well, that honestly, the I, I really don't care that much because Bob Marley was a homophobe, so I always feel it's okay to shit. On yeah. Him. Was he specifically a homophobe? I know yes. Rastafarians generally are, but he was. Yeah. He also like... That gay boy, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, one love. <laughs> Dude, yeah. it's so stupid. Yeah, right. <laughs> Bob Marley also, you know, cheated on every woman he ever dated. He was a, and he was like a serial womanizer. And he sold um, his likeness to a reverse energy drink. Yeah. <laughs> Worst of all. <laughs> right. And like mouse pads and all kinds of shit. Dude, if... <laughs> If you take a thousand pictures of Bob Marley, you can make one picture of Bob Marley. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Anybody who makes posters, please listen to this million-dollar idea I just had, dude. <laughs> uh, I got one of those like photo collages that's like a picture made of pictures. But check it out; it's a picture of Zach De La Rocha, <laughs> but all the literal little pictures are of Bob Marley, <laughs> dude. You know what the message is there. Come with it now. <laughs> <laughs> the government is massive. <laughs> the message <laughs> that I like the government. <laughs> uh, that's oh, my, man, I like to spend money at Spencer's gifts. <laughs> Dude, best story. What time was that a fucking Spencer's gift? So I was like 14, right? Mm-hmm. And they got the posters in the back. And I was literally looking for like Linkin Park band posters loser i was and fucking mm. <laughs> by the way i uh just to clarify looking through my old stuff at my parents house recently i found that i used to own a jamiroquai blacklight poster <laughs> i currently love jamiroquai oh they're great so much yeah yeah but this was me being sad and stupid it's also poignant because life is a virtual insanity <laughs> uh, what we're living in uh, what we're living in um yeah. So I'm going through these band posters just trying to look. And, you know, they have like the uh, women in bikini posters. And this dude literally next to me just like stops me, like puts his hand on my shoulder. and goes, hey, man, what, what are you doing, man? You know, there's like hot babes on these posters. What? And I was like, uh, oh, I didn't know this guy. He literally out of nowhere was just like. And what? he was like, you have to stop and look at it. Otherwise, you're gay. Yes. Wow. Yes. And I was like, I was just looking for band posters. He's like, okay, dude, <laughs> whatever. My dude. I thought that was so fucking funny. My whole life, I have been flabbergasted by that part of manhood where dudes are like, Whoa, whoa, dude. Yeah. Dude, do you like tits or not? 
And it's just like, shut the fuck up, man. I need a friend now. <laughs> yeah, totally. Can you jerk me off while I jerk also, you off? Also, on top of that, I need everyone ever to be like me. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. The same thing of bragging that you just had. Exactly. I've always shit. hated it's just like, that. Uh, come on. Dude, you know, I <laughs> fucked a girl last night. <laughs> cool. Well, you seem like an abuser. She was a pile of laundry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I put googly eyes on her. And let me tell you, she was a hot bride. <laughs> <laughs> I got a question. If I put a dress on a mop, can I marry that? <laughs> My name is Bakersfield. Can mops be trans? <laughs> Can mops be trans? I know all mops are guys, but if I put a dress on a mop... There, okay, dude, there's an episode of My Strange Addiction about a dude who uh, is dating show. his car. Yeah, Have you seen yeah. this episode? Oh, my God. He makes out with his car all the time, mm -hmm. and my favorite part about it is that the car is a boy. <laughs> and I... I, I love that so much. He this could have not brought shame on his parents, <laughs> but he chose to. He like, you like literally looked at this car and was like, that's a man and I'm attracted to it. <laughs> I just love that. He made the choice. Good for you, man. Good for you. I want you to fuck your man car is what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, you know? that's, that's kind of funny where it's like, I lost my wife in a car wreck. It's like, oh my God, how... How, how did she pass away? He was like, well, she was I Like car. I said, in a car <laughs> wreck. <laughs> yeah. How'd she go? She crashed into a van. Her wheel exploded. <laughs> you visit your dying uh, husband car in a hospital. <laughs> Carn, sir. <laughs> I think we've done this joke. Yeah, we've done. <laughs> yeah. My wife and I, we were pregnant, but it died during childbirth. What happened? Well, you know, I shoved a baby through the tailpipe. <laughs> well, that's definitely the most disgusting and, and evil thing I've ever said on the show. Uh, this week we were talking about uh, Christine Chubbick. Mm. And the, by the way, the reason, uh, I mean, we would have gotten to her anyway, but she uh, was the most requested historical suicide that we got from yeah. you guys. And thank you so much for suggesting. Uh, our email is buddiesbuddiesbuddies at gmail.com. Please keep sending us suggestions. They're such a big help. And also share with us your thoughts on the show and on suicide and depression in general. Yeah, it's I been love great. Yeah, great. really great it's to get your emails. And uh, yeah, we'll be back in just a second um, talking about Christine Chubbuck. Come with it now. <laughs> Folks, we're back here at Suicide Buddies. Uh, today we're talking about Christine Chubbuck. At the Suicide Buddies Towers. We're back. <laughs> re yeah. re recording and blasting You're this out to the satellites across the globe. At the top of the needle at One World Trade. Is where <laughs> um, uh, by the way, we made a mistake in the Arba Dwyer episode and said that he was the first televised... Uh, suicide. Yeah, he was not. Christine Chubbuck was. Okay, so he was in the eighties. She was in the seventies. Oh shit! Sorry, guys. Don't retroactively don't listen to that episode. No, listen to it. <laughs> Come on, don't say that. I want, <laughs> I want them to. Hampton. Mm. <laughs> no, it's a waste of time now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, we're deleting all our old episodes and starting the fuck over. <laughs> if we ever get any information wrong, we delete it. That's the Suicide Buddies promise. Yeah, we're the only podcast that goes back and edits episodes that have been released already. <laughs> they let you do that. Um, You're going to like slowly edit me out of the show. <laughs> you'll just be here with the Jake Wiseman. <laughs> and then you'll really kill each other. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, all right. Okay. All I, right. Strap in. That's not. That's enough fun. Okay. Right, enough fun and around kids. I don't, yeah. Quit horse and dicking around. Quit having fun on horses. Quit horse dicking around. Quit sucking that horse's dick. <laughs> that's not even like being a jerk. That's just just like you should stop. Really? That's, you're a child, and that's a horse. It's crazy illegal. <laughs> yeah, it's illegal. I. But if if it's illegal for the horse and the kid, is it still illegal? And the kid's just like, I'm trying to make a centaur. What, are they going to put him in horse juvie? <laughs> it, I don't know. I'm trying to be have centaur children. But I want to have a horse baby. <laughs> wow. This is a deeply offensive riff. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, too. I'm sorry to horses mostly. Out of nowhere, I said sucking a horse's dick. I did that. I did that to both of us and the people listening. Anyway, Christine Chubbuck fucking blew her goddamn brains out. And uh, <laughs> and the fucking story. Yeah, what else queen. do you need to know? No, what else do you need to know? She was a fucking news anchor. She was like, fuck this. Blew her brains out. That's the end. Why do you care about any other details? Well, I think there's a little bit more story there. Like what? <laughs> Name one thing. Name one other thing that happened. Uh, she also, uh, d- 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 I don't know, dude. <laughs> Tell me. What's her life like? I'm the one who researched it. Yeah. <laughs> and I know mm-hmm. that not a single other thing happened in her life. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from her killing herself. I couldn't herself. tell. Like, we tried to watch the movie, and it's incredibly boring. So I, I literally could, you could be telling me the truth right now. Yeah, there's a movie about it. Okay, here's what happened. Christine Chubbuck was a, um, she was a news reporter in Sarasota, Florida. She had a show every morning, well, of weekdays, I believe, called Suncoast Digest. She had been a an anchor and a reporter who um, did stuff on the evening news, but she was so obsessed with, like, um, news pieces about humanity, human interest, and things like that, mm. that they gave her her own morning show. So she had this show, Suncoast Digest. That she, was, uh, like, they liked it? Like, it was going... They were like, we need more Actually, stories couldn't like that? Really find, I couldn't really figure out if it was a good thing or a bad thing, but they did give her her own show. Hmm. Um, well, that's good. Yeah. She's like motivated. Right. Well, yeah, she was apparently really, really good at what she did. Hmm. Um, she And then on July 15th, 1974, she came in and she asked the people producing her show if she could read a newscast at the top of it. Um which she had never done before. Oh, so it was her show. Like she's yeah. Producing. The movie for some weird reason got it wrong. I don't okay. know why. We'll talk about the movie in a little so bit. So she doesn't do newscasts per se, but it's like her you, show. Yeah, it's a show that she hosts. Okay, and she'll like open up by saying, "I don't know, we're gonna do this," and then they go into a story or whatever. Hmm. Either way, she doesn't generally didn't open the show starting by sitting there reading off a page, but she wanted to do that hmm. uh, this day. She read a few global news stories and then started talking about a story where someone got shot in a restaurant in the Sarasota airport. Hmm. They couldn't play the footage, and she was like, well, never mind. Uh, that huh. doesn't matter. And then okay. she said this. This is the exact quote. She said, in keeping with Channel 40's policy of bringing you the latest in blood and guts and in living color, you are going to see another first. Attempted suicide, 
and then she pulled out a thirty-eight revolver and shot herself in the head. That was weird if that was like a promo for In Living Color. <laughs> She's like, coming up next, In Living Color, featuring the Wayans. In keeping with Channel 40's policy and bringing you the latest in blood and guts and in living color, it's In Living Color. <laughs> which has a bunch of blood and guts. Is might as well. It's a bunch of garbage. Yeah. I hate sketch comedy. Ladies and gentlemen, the, f- the Fly Girls. <laughs> yeah, Fire Marshal yeah. Bill is offensive. You know, I agree, and I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> Fuck this Christine Chubbick story. I want to talk about that. It's not funny. You know, my son is a fire victim. <laughs> um, so she shot herself in the head. She was rushed to the hospital, and she died 14 hours later. Um, Can I ask a question? Yeah. Um, well, so the newscast didn't play out like it, it planned, and then she shot herself. Like, was she definitely going to kill herself that day? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could definitely think that reading about it that like maybe she was so unstable that their inability to play the video she was like, "Ah, damn yeah. it all." Oh, just, but yeah, you're right. She yeah. wrote a thing, so therefore she knew. Yeah, well, yes. She wrote a newscast and then so after she died, uh they looked at this thing she had written out. And the thing she had written out literally word for word included everything she said about her suicide. So she had, it was completely premeditated. She had typed out that thing in keeping with Channel 40's policy of bringing you the latest in blood and guts and living color, you're going to see another first attempted suicide. It said it on the page. But then what it also said on the page was I couldn't find the exact script and I couldn't find anyone who had the exact quote. But it said something to the effect of TV on the page that she typed out. TV news personality Christine Chubbick shot herself in the head and was rushed to Sarasota Memorial Hospital and remains in critical condition. She, she wrote, wrote that. In, right. She knew what hospital she'd go to. Yeah, well, I mean that's, that's probably that's only one smart, hospital. But that's just like, that's and weird. She basically the the people she works with said it seemed like she wrote it as if because she ended, someone would have to take over for her right away. And be like, oh shit, we still have to do the news. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. yeah. And in other news, this dog is really cute. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, just go smash cut to some really cute story. Oh man, I would love that if that's what happened. If for some reason this news station had completely, <laughs> the news was more important to them than her life. And um, in other news, this but no, what they did was they had like, an excellent Christmas. She just like fell, she just like smashed to the ground and then they faded to black immediately. They put up a PSA and then like a minute or two later they started showing a movie on the station. Whoa. Yeah. Die hard. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, they showed that movie, The Brown Bunny. Have you seen that movie? <laughs> yeah, they just showed Andy Warhol's little yeah. art school film, Blowjob, <laughs> just on loop. The 40-hour blowjob. Um, yeah, oh, so... Man. That's, I, I mean, can we just admit, news is a fucking insane business of people who are like... Like don't even understand human beings. It would it would appear. Yeah, I mean it is interesting. They are taught. Uh, people who do TV news are taught to speak to us like robots. Yeah, and it's so it's always been so odd to me. They have no humanity in their voice or in their body at all. Yeah, it's like have you ever met anybody who just talked like a news anchor? And in other news, <laughs> they, I'm <yeah>. tired, <laughs> mommy. <laughs> That's a baby. <laughs> yeah. 
And in other news, uh, reports of my diaper filling up have, <laughs> have been coming from the Pentagon. We're going to say mommy. Story. Can you say mommy? Tonight at six. <laughs> His first words were tonight at six. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. There's always been something very odd where they have to appeal to humans, but they seem alien. And I, yeah. I've always found that to be a very odd dichotomy. I wonder if they're like trying to do it on purpose because they have to report things like death and murder. And if you relate to it, then it seems oh. more harsh. But the problem yeah. with doing that is then it desensitizes your audience to the events that you're covering. Literally, <laughs> they're doing the yeah. exact thing they shouldn't be doing. I like that they give the same intensity to like a murder to some like expose where they're like, turns out Jiffy Lube is stealing change from your car. Yeah. <laughs> like, like they always do totally. the special. My favorite happiness was, strikes Orange County today as two people get engaged. <laughs> my favorite is when they try and do like you know your teens are out of control and they'll be like they call them hackers, <laughs> a type of group that. <laughs> oh, you have a stand up bit about this. I love this bit. What is it? The well, the bit meeny, is that they come on, do it. They do a really sing songy intro to. <laughs> News stories will be like, eeny, meeny, miny, mo, catch a tiger in your neighborhood. Oh, classic. Classic Hampton classic Young bit. Hampton. You can get that on his album, Bearable, his special <laughs> yeah. thing records. Yeah, you can get that on an hour of uh, comedy with no relevance. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's, no, a, good bit, that's but... a great album, man. Are you kidding? Thanks. I love that fucking record. I mean, honestly, on, so. you could fucking yell a little less. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to be. What? I don't like to be yelled at. <laughs> I don't like my opinions yelled at me. Yeah, you could have told your jokes like tonight at six. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck you. Catch catch my jokes in your ears, <laughs> guys. Be sure to come. I am out straight to, up not funny today. Guys, be sure to come see me at Rooster Tea Feathers, uh, March eighth through eleventh. Uh, trying to do stand. Don't come see me. I'm not good at it. I'm not funny. <laughs> I'm not a funny That's a person. Really funny way to do. Your... Do not come see Don't me do stand up. Don't come see him do good heroin every Saturday. <laughs> come to good heroin because everyone stories. else is great. That's but a really I'm clearly good show. garbage. <laughs> Hampton, <laughs> I can't. I can't relate. I've never had depression. Yeah, I've never. You're. I've you're never fine. felt bad. Like you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> like sexy. Like fine. Like I'm also clearly horny. I keep bringing up sex. <laughs> I keep bringing it up. I'm clearly horny. I'm clearly horny. That should be a porn title. Clearly horny. <laughs> clearly I'm horny cle seven. It's just a guy looking disapprovingly. He's like, I'm clearly horny. Get rich or die horny. <laughs> <laughs> Get rich or die horny. You can't be both. Uh, that's awesome, dude. Just die horny. The idea of dying horny. Uh, who? How could you possibly? Uh, has anyone ever... Their very last emotion was horniness, do you think? <laughs> <laughs> what, like not uh, sadness or reflection on their yes. life? Yeah? Uh, yeah. Mr. Hands, uh, that guy <laughs> who uh, had a horse fuck him to death. <laughs> what? It's what are you talking it's about? classic internet lore. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're talking that, about. I don't want people to look it up. It's it's too disgusting. You, literally, you already said all the a things guy, you would need guy, to Google. A guy sets up an apparatus to get <laughs> fucked by a horse. The horse kills him. Well, now they don't need to Google. <laughs> so, yeah, he was really horny. And he was like, this is going to be sweet. <laughs> and then it was like. I still think that really I would imagine awful. like him getting fucked to death at a certain point his life flashed before his eyes. What I want to know is if there's ever been a person who their life flashed before their eyes. And then they were like. Oh man, I really want to fuck right, and then they die. 
<laughs> okay, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's really cool. He's seeing all the highlights. He's like, oh, damn, damn. Oh, oh, oh those titties? Those those titties. <laughs> oh, damn, damn. Those titties. Oh, damn. Whoa. Uh, dude, my whole my life was a Camaro. <laughs> yeah, that dude was my uncle. The dude was my uncle. uncle my life Rick. was a Camaro. <laughs> I love watching Die Hard. <laughs> So what was her, her kind of background? Who? Christine. <laughs> the car, the car Christine from the Stephen King book. That car killed itself, right? I want to talk about her background, but before that, I, I like, because she, oh, well, we can do that now. I was going to talk about the movie and stuff, but yeah. Oh, okay. So her, uh, but we can do that. That's a good question. Her background, like, it's weird. There, there are two groups of people that are have been interviewed about her as a person and her death hmm. and it's her family and her co-workers I really haven't hmm. found she didn't have any friends outside of work it didn't seem like oh. she um, she lived on and off with different members of her family she was super close with them hmm. she she moved when she went to f- not when she first got to Florida, but at a certain point she moved into their family's summer home and then her parents got divorced and then her mom and her brother Greg moved into that summer home with her Mm -hmm. and then Greg moved away and then her other brother moved in. So they were like super tight and uh, she, I mean, she lived with her mom as a professional news anchor in her late 20s. She died when she was 29. So that was like a big part of her life. Got it. That's weird. And so it's interesting, like everyone, she... She was really, really smart. She worked at a hand. She was she was born in Ohio. She started in news in Ohio. She moved around to a bunch of other um, stations, and then ended up in Sarasota, Florida, as an anchor. Um, and I don't know the exact title for what she did, but she was one of the people that like finds stories, yeah. goes and gets them, and writes them. I, I think don't, it's a producer for for news producer, but she's yeah. also on air. Right. She's an on air personality. Yeah. I think anchor is also correct. I don't know. It, it could, yeah. But I, uh, yeah. but anyway, she was one of those. <laughs> I'm super good at hosting podcasts. If you're into one of those. And um, so she definitely was depressed. Mm-hmm. Her brother confirmed that in interviews. And her family in general, she had apparently shared her depression and suicidal thoughts with her family mm-hmm. a lot. Really? Her brother says that later in life he realized she was probably bipolar. Right. Would the family but, like you know be okay with it, or were they kind of like harsh to her? No, her family loved her very dearly, and they talked a lot. They were very, very comforting because mm. she was a person who had a lot of trouble. She was super awkward. Right. She had a lot of difficulty meeting people and talking to people. She she was very down on herself. Couldn't take compliments. Right. Um, she would reject compliments completely and would get defensive when people said anything about her wow, at that's all. that's true depression. Yeah. yeah like, you just reject it. You're like, no, no, you forgot. I'm garbage. Yeah, exactly. And then, But then also the flip side of that is if she heard that someone talked about her or if someone asked her, mm. she could take anything personally is Got what it. I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, it seems like, I actually don't know, but it seems like from interviews that's what people said about her. Yeah. Um, her, the, I, uh, I found some interesting quotes from her brother. Her brother said this. She had no grays in her life. Everything was black and white. Things were either wonderful or terrible. Chrissy just didn't have a compromise button. Hmm. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. She literally told her mother she was having suicidal thoughts. I mean, she said it all the time, but especially leading up to... Right. Um, 
what happened in 1974. Yeah. Did I say that, by the way? That honestly can be just as simple as going, you know, I just, sometimes I just wish I could kill myself. Or like, you know, it, yeah. can, it can almost seem innocuous. And what that's what's really interesting about about her is that she definitely had a support system it seems like it mm-hmm. seems like she had a difficult life put upon her by like l- chemical issues and and also aw- like awful events that happened in her life that made things difficult and just the reality that in the 70s people probably were way 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 less sympathetic to you being yeah. not like them yeah you're just like why is this girl weird or something yeah, exactly. like that i mean it makes perfect sense that it's like you know she's intellectual and maybe slightly um, hard to deal with with people. And it's like you just go to your family, you know, the people who can support you and put you up and it's then not so weird that she would be living you know with right. her family it's like feeling well, comforted the only ones by them you know hearing her out her mother apparently uh, knew she was suicidal and wouldn't tell the people at the station by the way hmm. the name of the station is wow hi how did i not write CNN. that down <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's Starburns Audio, <laughs> Weird. Uh, WXLT. She, her mom wouldn't tell the people at WXLT because she was afraid that she would lose her job. Well, I was just gonna say, yeah. do, do, do you feel like it's it's the role of the parent to tell people at your work, no. that you're suicidal? No, I mean that I wouldn't expect you know them to do that. No, I'm not getting down on them for that. Yeah. I just feel like, yeah, I mean, I guess, what do you do? Yeah, I, mean, I guess what you, you try and get them, you know, uh, real help, thera- therapeutic help, you know, not be like, you know what? She's got to take a breather from work. I'll tell everybody that she's, you know, suicidal in uh, she had tried to kill herself before, by the way. Oh, wow. In 1970, Christine tried to overdose on drugs. It didn't work. Marijuana. Um, that's why it didn't work. Not long after that, she started seeing a psychiatrist and she was seeing a psychiatrist all the way up until th- about three weeks before she killed herself. Whoa. Yeah. And then in the middle of all that. A bunch of other things happen. And that's, I think, another thing about depression that people don't talk about. Like, I think people who don't understand depression and don't understand mental illnesses say things. We were talking about this last episode, how it's like, what happened? Mm-hmm. Jack yeah. Cole was impotent, and that's why he <laughs> killed himself. Yeah. But it's actually more like, if you're depressed, things eat at you a lot more. It's so much more difficult to cope with things. Things seem more extreme. And I'm sure with bipolar disorder, it's even more, or borderline personality disorder. Mm -hmm. And so when those life events happen that you could point to and say like, well, that's what sent them over the deep end. It's really just like everything compounds on itself. So if you're a person who doesn't know how to handle other people, and then you have a bunch of letdowns in your romantic life, Mm -hmm. that's going to make you hate yourself more, think you're less capable of it, make you want to go out and try less. So then every time you do go out and try, it's a much bigger deal to you. So then if you fail again, it's an even bigger deal, and it all just becomes bigger and bigger. And I know that because that has happened to me. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering... I mean, that's very uh, definitely happening with her, but I think... um, it's like what we talked with Kip Rusty Walker or Bud Dwyer. It's like doing these public suicides in front of people. Yeah. And there is, they say there's there's this kind of like, uh, I'll show you mentality. Yes. It's like, I have to put this in front of you. And I imagine with her, it's kind of like, you have all made me feel like an alien. Yeah. So I wonder though, because there's another thing where like, I just didn't find any of that when I read about her. That's not to discount it because mm-hmm. we just don't know. Yeah. Um, but uh, she, one thing that was happening in her life when she committed suicide live on air was that she was like she was great at her job, and 
she had this basically it seems like from reading about him dickhead news director mm-hmm. it seemed like just a shithead person <laughs> named mike simmons oh what a uh, piece of shit yeah, <laughs> already I exactly no uh, i mean but uh, that seems to be almost like a stereotype where it's like the dickhead boss yeah well the news station it really just seems like he was just like a an anti-empath like a person who was just like very caustic and mm-hmm. like didn't really care about other people's problems that's what it seemed like yeah where she was like severely feelings based but then hmm. he was running a news station and he was one of those people that would literally say the phrase if it bleeds it leaks <laughs> if you got time to lean you got time to clean no no no, no 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 if it bleeds it leaks. i know it I means know. like it means like show blood on the news <laughs> uh yeah i know they really addressed it in that movie nightcrawler if you've ever seen it, no. Just oh like, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and it's all kind of like I've I've looked into like the sensationalism of news that really kicked off with like CNN, where they're like, we need twenty four hours of news, right? And it's like let's just show car chases for six hours. And they literally thought <laughs> apparently in the seventies was when they really started to figure out that people watch yeah. car chases and blood and mm-hmm, shit. Mm-hmm. And it's just like now we look back and we're like, that's fucking hack. What a bunch of dicks. Yeah. But we're also still doing it. Now I want to find out about how the president threatened nuclear war every minute. Right. <laughs> That's all I want. Yeah, my news. if it kills everybody, it leads. <laughs> if we're all dead in atomic fire, it leads. Yeah, and that was apparently like really frustrating for her, hmm. which I think is why they ended up giving her her own show where she did human, human interest stories, because she, she kept trying to do stories that wasn't just someone oh, getting shot no. in the face. Oh, yeah. that's so weird, though, then, to, like, do that then. Yeah. You know what I mean? I guess she's like, I'm playing, and this is why I'm saying it's like, I'll show you. It's like, I'm playing in to what you all want. I don't like it. Yeah. You know? And it's like, uh, that that sucks, man. I didn't realize that that's what you meant by human interest stories. It's more like stories the opposite of that. Yeah. Oh, wow. About people's experience is literally what she would talk about. Damn. Well, and that's why, like, I mean... That quote from her about to kill herself, in keeping with Channel 40's policy of bringing you the latest in blood and guts. I mean, the story right she's talking about before it, right? It's yeah. about a stabbing. Well, she's, I mean, she's obviously pissed about it, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and so, like, you can't fire me. I quit. <laughs> I, I don't think that's what I mean. I mean, like, I, I don't know. It seems like even though. Yeah, it's hard to say. You just can't be inside her brain. No. But like... It's everywhere. You... <laughs> Wait, what? Sorry. Worst dark joke I've ever made. You can't be inside her oh, brain. Yeah, it's everywhere. Oh, she shot herself. <laughs> I, I get it. Uh, no, it, don't be sorry. This is a suicide podcast. <laughs> People were mentally prepared, I yeah. think. Um no, I'm just saying, like, I, it's weird. Definitely, it's hard to imagine that someone would kill themselves publicly without having some element of being like, I want you to watch this because fuck you. Yeah. But I, yeah, she, level. like, literally said, she basically said, well, since the station loves blood and guts, fuck <laughs> all of my bosses for doing that and fuck all you for playing yeah. into it. Here you go. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's dark, uh, you know, to have that extra level of like you know you i empathize with people who want to end their life because it's like wow you really just yeah. the darkest depths of yourself but like you know the the like really to p- project you know your your murder what do they call it Su- suicide by murder basically you know like 
you're you're giving everyone PTSD in that room. And I don't I know people maybe didn't know about that at the time, but it's like on some level you have to know you're going to be affecting people. Right. Yeah. You know? Well, there's another thing too where like and That was her intention clearly. Yeah. Well, I mean th- also, we're talking about a person who it seems like had mental illness, and uh, and that's another thing. I don't know what it feels like to be bipolar. I don't. I don't think that's. It does seem truly hard. Yeah, very, very hard. And I wonder also if there's an element that we just can't relate to and can't understand. We're like, I mean, your brother's saying she's always. It's all extremes. Mm-hmm. So maybe like, maybe it is just as simple as she wanted to do she does everything big and she like literally she wrote out the whole thing like yeah i mean it's pretty she crazy. like basically created a news story mm-hmm. for the station she was <laughs> might have even yeah. seen it as like an art piece because here's another re- a real fact about her mm-hmm. she would make sock puppets Whoa. And do these like sock puppet performances at hospitals she was for Jeff kids. Dunham. She did like racist jokes. This is about Jeff Dunham. <laughs> yeah. Jeff Dunham killed himself 30 years ago. <laughs> oh man, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, man. I'd be playing stadiums. That's gonna be the first the Jeff Dunham episode of this podcast is gonna be the first happy one. <laughs> Wow, that's really, really mean. I don't mean that. I don't wish that upon him. I just, just wish puppets. it upon his pup. Yeah. <laughs> if Peanut kills himself, I'm happy. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so she was like a deeply creative person and obsessed with making these. That's cool. And her like puppet shows that she would show the people in hosp- the kids in hospitals were like really. Uh, they always had like a really big message. Woke, <laughs> kind woke, of woke actually. Puppetry. Yeah. Well, it's no, crazy. it was more like it was more stuff like um, like it was about feelings, about how you feel, like big, like on the nose messages about how you feel in life. Uh, I mean, honestly, that's what Mister Rogers really totally like, uh, created, and I mean, it's a very important for children. So I mean, like that's cool, man. That's that's pretty ambitious and like just creative of her. Yeah, to do I, that. And it I, must come from like a genuine place, you know. It's so funny because like reading about her, I was just like, man, I think I would have really liked this person. <laughs> and That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Because she I mean, I know a lot of people that are awkward mm-hmm. and are like have trouble talking to people and like lash out and get defensive and stuff. And yeah, I, me. Yeah. Hampton. It sucks. <laughs> I don't like Hampton. Anyway, moving on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we know them. I mean, especially in comedy, like you're so going to meet people. all these outlier type people. <laughs> and like, I don't know. I fe- it seems like there was some. It, I mean, clearly there were a lot of interesting things about this person, even though she had the most difficulty talking to people. Here's some other uh, just like interesting hmm. facts about her. Sort of like the difficulty in her life. Um, oh, by the way, that guy. Um, Oh, what's his name? Mike Simmons. Here's a direct oh, yeah, yeah. quote from Mike Simmons. Dickhead, Mike Simmons. He said, the crux of the situation was that she was a 29-year-old girl who wanted to be married and who wasn't. Whoa. <laughs> Dude, it's like, fuck you, uh, man. I. <laughs> all right, son. You want to be a man? You got to wake up in the morning, drink some gin. Drink some gin. You beat your wife. You fall asleep for five hours. You Seriously. wake up. You drive a Camaro to the gin factory. You drink more gin. She killed you have herself. A steak. Why'd she kill herself? Oh, wow. I get it. She wasn't married. <laughs> Fuck you, Mike. Uh, I mean, the thing is about it that, like that, it does seem like that is 
something that was going on that was a huge source of sadness for her. But obviously, you can't yeah, define like, a person's I, suicide I, by like, that. I think I understand women. I mostly read Kathy comic strips. <laughs> and uh, It seems like all know, women are frustrated she, and sitting yeah. still. She basically wanted to kill herself because she couldn't fit into a swim, swimsuit because she's eating all those chocolate bonbons. <laughs> <laughs> and she's not married. Yeah, trying to get that beach bod, never going to find a husband if you keep eating all them bonbons. This show is going to devolve into us just saying the word bonbons weird. Um, so, but she, the, the one real part of what he said is that she did have a lot of romantic trouble. Uh, what a dick. He's such a dick, what yeah. Dick. Um, Why say that after someone's dead? Because you're an insensitive, clearly the guy's like yeah. one of the most insensitive people who ever lived. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Like, yeah, excuse me, Mr. Simmons, you knew Christine Chubbuck, right? Do you have a comment? She uh, wanted to get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Probably by me, but yeah. I was too scared to act on it. <laughs> um, so I guess I'm a victim too. Wow. So she, not only was she like down on herself and like literally when she would go out with people would like refer to herself as like she would be self-deprecating and be like not be able to talk to them there's already okay. that i mean that's kind of charming right i mean it can be i've certainly if, yeah if she just waited a couple of decades she'd be like the quirky yeah quirky she'd be girl. the star of new girl I can't, I, I can't play my ukulele right i can't do anything right <laughs> um the old girl <laughs> the very old girl <laughs> Can we have a new girl? No, you're stuck with the very old girl. Um, it, is, is she a woman? No, fuck you. <laughs> she she talked about like being feeling lonely a lot, especially with her family. Hmm. Um, and she would l refer to herself as dateless to people all the time and didn't go out with a lot of people, though she did go out with a couple people in Florida before moving to Sarasota. And then it seems like once she moved to Sarasota, she didn't go on a single date. It's yeah. I couldn't really suss it out, but it seems like her brother was saying that at one point. I will but say wait, but here's okay, the thing. Yeah. Um, her brother in an interview said that she had two serious relationships in her life. And those two people were one when she was in her teens she dated a man in her tw in his twenties mm -hmm. who died in a car accident. Whoa, Christine, the car. Yep, yeah, and it all comes <laughs> together. Um, and then the second one was okay. a guy that she dated as an adult. Okay, and he didn't die. He was a baby, but she had to break it off because he was Jewish and her dad was an anti-Semite. Whoa, that fucking... <laughs> in Florida? <laughs> yeah. What, an anti-Semite in Florida? Yeah, yeah pretty that, weird. Uh, that's that's awful. That's so funny. So, I mean, that's... I think what I was talking about earlier about, like, how these are things that can, can contribute to a psychosis and not cause it. But, yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. It seems like she was already having a lot of difficulty with this, and then like two events that reinforce how she feels about herself, yeah, makes it even more difficult. And I was thinking this earlier that it's like you know, truly, some of the most depressing time of my life was like just trying to date. Oh god! And like, yes. if you're going, and I was just starting to go through therapy, and it really, I think, re looking back, it's important to really address your mental health before you start putting your heart kind of like out yes. there too much because it's just like it's such a head game it's like there's so many like things to be thinking about and worrying about and it's just like you don't need that a bomb of like pressure 
Yeah. You know, when you're already hurt, when you're already like struggling. Also, just in general, I think like uh, listening to yourself because it'll get worse and get better. I mean, I certainly going through this breakup, I made a mistake after like this that relationship and the girl I dated before I I started dating my last girlfriend not too soon. It was like three months after the mm-hmm. the last breakup. Uh, but I, but it was, it was too soon for me. And I wish, uh, it's not, I don't know. I don't want to say I wish I hadn't because I don't wish I hadn't. Cause I like that girl. That sounds yeah, bad. Yeah. But I mean, like I wasn't ready yeah. and I, I lied to myself because I liked that girl a lot. Oh yeah. But I definitely could have benefited from letting myself be alone for a while. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's, and I'm doing that now and that's one of the reasons I'm feeling better. And I guess it's just to say, like, I'm no genius and I fuck up all the time, but it did work this time. Yeah. And, like, yeah, the sort of listening to how you feel and just if you're feeling it. a little, yeah. if you need more processing, let yourself not date. I guess it's, it's okay yeah. to S- not just sign run. Up for Scientology, get processed. Sign get up your Scientology. Get your Thetans cleared. Yeah. <laughs> And then, then give them $10 million. <laughs> <laughs> then you get to go to heaven. That'd be pretty cool if you could actually uh, pay your way. Uh, Christine Chubbuck was also really pained by, and this is what really makes Mike Simmons' comment dickheaded. She like didn't have a lot of friends. Yeah. And that fucked her up a lot, too. As yeah, it mean, would anybody. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and I know that's hard like to be like, hey, if you're really low, like go make friends. But yeah. I think it is like uh, what I find is if you kind of swim into all of your uh, interests and all of your creative pursuits that give you joy, then people will be attracted to that to want to hang ar- around with you. And you build kind of a social network around that. And then you you know are in a, a better place to date. Yeah. Because now you have support of your friends to talk to about stuff and process Absolutely. emotions and stuff. Well, yeah. And if you find... I mean, if you're out there looking for a companion and you don't have... Yeah, like use other relationships in your life, then you end up making that relationship all there is to where you can mm-hmm. if you're uh, like me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and then everything that happens with that person becomes inflamed, yeah. and that's a lot of pressure on them. Yeah, and, that's why it's important yeah. to create your own world, basically, like yeah. your own self worth, your own ego, your own world filled with little people you build. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's that? Uh... Paint your floor. <laughs> Yeah, you have little workers inside your body pulling <laughs> levers and shit. Uh, That's but- why it's important to have a magic school bus. <laughs> <laughs> hey, kids, the magic school bus is going to teach you science. <laughs> but again, no, I mean, it's like basically the, the concern is when you're in a relationship where you're so much depending on the other person to supply your self-worth. Yeah. That's where you're going to, it's just, it's ineffective. And really, other people will be more attracted to you if you are um, kind of developed out your your personality, your, you know, your right. ego. You've given yourself self-worth. You know? Well, and it, I know it's, there are so many things like that in life that I've been told and have gotten angry at and then realized <laughs> are true. But like the, it's, um, it's a shitty both catch 22 and and like obvious thing yeah uh not catch 22 what am i trying to say um it's like a well irony it's like the sickest irony that if you have self-worth then people are drawn to you but once you have self-worth it's you're basically fine Mm -hmm. (laughs) i i feel great now (laughs) like after i went through therapy Mm -hmm. and like really like Mm -hmm. went through i'm like i'm not just my base level isn't just garbage yeah 
Like, yeah, now I'm in so much a happier place. Yeah, me I'm too. Like, I don't even care if I fuck anymore. <laughs> I don't care. I well, don't care. we've been through that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm so zed about everything. I want to talk a little bit about, uh, well, two more things um, after her suicide. The first is the footage and um, and then the movie, but the footage first. So, like, obviously, this is a... Suicide that was broadcast on television. Can we put it on ridiculousness? <laughs> yeah, and it was. <laughs> a clip. The only other time it's aired was on Tosh.0. Oh, <laughs> oh, boner. Or whatever he fucking says. I hate that show so much, dude. I need another uh, clip like a hole in the head. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I can't remember the last time I got hit in the nuts with a wheelbarrow. <laughs> Boing. That's not what he says. I hate him. He says boing. (laughs) Boing, sadly. Um, No one has seen the footage since it aired. Uh, It aired? Since the... Oh, it aired. It was live? It was live. It was live TV. Whoa. Yeah. I guess that was implied, but now I'm really processing. Yeah. Yeah, it was on live TV. So it aired once. It aired once, and she did ask them to record it beforehand, and they were... So there's a tape. Whoa. But no one has seen it except for the original... Recording, unless one of the people that was holding on to it watched it personally. There is a video. <laughs> mm. If you Google Christine Chubbuck video, you'll find a video, but it's a fake. And there are there are people who like stage the video and make it seem real. Oh, that's weird. But there are a bunch of articles that debunked it. It's definitely not the real video. That's bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing I'm finding that's with bizarre. this. Like, I mean, there are people that are fascinated with public death i mean mm-hmm. faces of yeah, death is are. so popular we mean, clearly yeah, are yeah and there are so many people that w- are craving seeing this video so badly oh immediately when you mentioned that no one ha- i was like man i'd love to be like a german billionaire who's just like i need the footage and i need to watch it at night in my <laughs> yeah, castle martin shkreli has it yeah like whoever <laughs> martin shkreli final wu-tang Wu- in that that, that footage <laughs> Um, but like Martin Scarley just buys up landmarks. Like he buys like the Washington monument and shit. There was all this like sort of people didn't know if there was a tape for a little while. And then it came out in, um, 2016 that Robert Nelson, Bob Nelson, who owned the station WXLT, um, he had the tape and, uh, but he just kept it. Yeah. I, I don't, his, uh, I'm sorry, Christine's family was like, don't get rid of the tape, but don't show anyone. And he was like, I respect that. And so he didn't show anyone. And then he died. And then this movie, Christine, a narrative fiction movie that's like based on all this. Very loose. Came out uh, in 2016, premiered at Sundance. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and actually another movie about the filming of that movie uh, also premiered at Sundance, which is so silly. I want to meet this director who uh, loves himself. And the Weinstein uh, Woody Allen Company bought it up. Yeah. <laughs> and that movie was called Kate Plays Christine. But anyway, huh. um, uh, when Christine came out, it like sparked everybody's interest in the suicide again. Huh. And Bob Nelson's wife, Molly Nelson, who had the tape because Bob Nelson had died, mm-hmm. just got all these messages from people that were like, show me the tape. Come on, post the tape. Oh. And she apparently got super freaked out by how much people wanted to see it and gave it to, all she said was, gave it to, quote, a very large law firm. <laughs> and that's <laughs> that's what she said. 
And then, so the, <laughs> okay. for a little while, it seemed like a very large law firm had it. And then um, last year, Greg Chubbuck, her brother, who is the one who does all these interviews about her. Got it. He said he got a hold of the tape and he's never seen it and he's never going to watch it oh, and he's never going to release it. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. That's like a nice uh, like ending to that yeah. sort of Man, that would be sad. I mean, one of the one of the, the the things that struck me the most about this is like Greg Chubbuck comes up all the time. He comes up all the time in everything you read. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's facts about her mother and her other brother Timothy and her fucking Nazi dad, I guess. <laughs> uh, but like Greg is like, he did all these interviews. He was very much like, I want to talk about my sister. And everything he said about her was very open and honest, talking about her bipolar disorder, about how she was down on herself, all the difficulties she had. But he always seemed to speak very kindly. And yeah. I just like, it's very interesting and like touching to see like, he, he loves his sister so oh, much. Oh, he wasn't like, she's a bitch. <laughs> I'm making a total joke. Everyone's like, yeah, that's really sweet. And it's nice that they were very close, probably. Probably the closest, it yeah, sounds like. It seems the like. It's them. Yeah. And he, so that movie Christine came out. And we should talk about it because we just watched the suicide scene from it. And I watched some of it. But um, it was bad. The movie got good reviews. Greg Chubbuck hated that they made it because, and I can't even believe this, they didn't ask him anything whoa they didn't ask him anything the people who made the movie they didn't ever think to question the guy who was closest they to her. didn't contact him beforehand uh is the quote that i found online he calls it despicable and deplorable this is what he said can you imagine if they'd made robocop and they didn't talk to robocop's brother i know beforehand? Well, man, that video of RoboCop killing himself is fucked up. <laughs> RoboCop kills himself by shooting off his dick. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it was him shooting his dick the whole time. Um, Greg said, I have not seen the movie, nor do I intend to. And then he said this. To me, this is nothing more than a cynical exploitation of my sister's death. How can someone like Rebecca Hall cash in on a family tragedy, and in particular a suicide that was so public and upsetting? And then another quote, It upsets me the filmmakers never reached out to me to find out what she was really like. There was another side to Chrissy which was loving and funny. And uh, Rebecca Hall is the star yeah, of the honestly, movie. Fuck the movie because like we watched it sucks a bit. At first, I was like, "This is just shot poorly," and then when Dude. we watched the suicide scene, it's it's all terrible. It seriously seems like they got like the costuming and set deck was done by people who make a kids show <laughs> because it was like the seventies, except they're, it, do, they didn't look like, real. News? Kids news, <laughs> yeah, kids don't. report in the news. Today there was a fire at a hospital. <laughs> oh, I'm shed. <laughs> it really did look like that. It looked fake. It looked like they were trying to make the '70s look like. Uh, yeah, I it was got that vibe. super clean. Like no one. Uh, it was just yeah. very disturbing how clean and crisp it looked. It didn't look real. But then also, I was saying this to you. Uh, before we recorded, I I guess maybe it's because I get depressed and I have experience with mental illness and I have a lot of friends who deal with it and it's in my family. But oh, that's weird. F- but but he, that is weird. <laughs> anyway, see ya. Yeah. Uh, uh, but fuck a movie that portrays a character with mental illness and doesn't give them any depth. That it, is really awful. It really was like just like he said. I'm I'm sure there was a side to her that was loving and funny, and there was a little bit of like 
she had a couple friends and her mother were sweet to her and there were a couple sweet moments and she it definitely portrayed her as good at her job but it made her seem like this person who was like completely incapable at every moment in her default position and didn't have any other emotion except for fucked up i would say I, you know what's <laughs> you know what's funny though is i leading into depression here like i bet that is clearly how she's feeling on the inside but as her brother would say people are pretty like complicated yeah and like even when i've been absolutely suicidal depressed i still can like make people laugh or yeah. like go out in public and be fun for an hour and then like go you know be sad like two hours later you know and it's like it's true she she's a complex human being but i mean like i don't know the movie seemed to just kind of drop the ball on being like this is how a depressed person is they're just a complete awful downer exactly. all the time. There were, and you know, I, people could argue back because there are moments, like there's a moment in the beginning where she makes a joke and Michael C. Hall laughs. Mm -hmm. There's that moment. There's a moment where she's with her mother and she uh, apologizes for saying something jealous and rude to her and then sort of explains her thought process, which is pretty enlightened and knowing your own feelings. But it's with the movie, I think it's more like, what they did was they wrote a movie with a flat character who acted the same the whole time, and they were like, okay, we got to give her depth. Let's give her depth on page one, page 80, and page 102. <laughs> like <laughs> She's the main character. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, That's pretty funny. Yeah, Marty McFly's going to smile three times in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They'll know he's a cool guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, man, I really didn't like it. I will say, though, that that suicide scene is brutal. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, so metal. Suicide blade. <laughs> um, it's like, I mean, it's crazy to watch even a recreation of someone yeah, shooting I, themselves in the a, head. It's a pass, folks. Yeah, don't don't watch it. And not only that, cancel your Netflix subscription. Yeah, fuck Netflix because it's on there. And fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> they didn't pick up me mm -hmm. doing a fifteen-minute stand-up special. Fuck Netflix. <laughs> I didn't get that either, man. <laughs> Nobody got we it. We talked about this. Yeah. No, people got it. I just saw the list. Yeah, yeah. Fifteen people or so got it. <laughs> yeah. People who are really good at stand up. Who deserve it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Carlin, Pryor, uh, Williams. It was a really good list. It was like I was like Best oh, list yeah. I've ever read, dude. Yeah, I like lists. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I actually do oddly have this weird thing where I love to make lists. Me too. I'm continually just making like I would much rather make a list of things to do than do the things. <laughs> oh my god, that's so fucking true. <laughs> yeah. There's literally bags of lists at <laughs> yeah. my place. Yeah, and like I could have like written a script easily by Dude, now. Dude, so often I'll have like ten things to do. I make a list of ten things, and that feels like an accomplishment. And then I ride that sense of accomplishment for three full days. <laughs> I write a list of ten things I hate about you. Yeah, and I don't do any of them. <laughs> And then I sue the guy who wrote that movie. <laughs> that's that's playing the long game. Totally. <laughs> sue a guy for making a movie when I was a child. <laughs> yeah, because I I have a list of 10 things I hate about my, Jews. Uh, you, about Jew. <laughs> ten well, I called I it 10 Jews. things I hate about Jew. That's what Mein Kampf should have been called. 10 things I hate about Jews. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people would have bought that. <laughs> yeah, instead of the low numbers he did. Yeah, <laughs> totally. No one's ever heard of that book. Uh, uh, well, that was fun, man. Yeah, that was a good app, man. Thank you so much for bringing that really like emotionally like compelling story. Honestly. Oh, thanks, man. I feel like this is one of the more human like characters that yeah. we've had. I agree. 
Yeah, because no, I disagree. Well, I mean, it's like honestly, (laughs) probably the worst thing with depression I've ever felt is feeling just completely alien to people, and I'm completely unrelatable and unlovable. That I mean, that's it's hard to get the things that that, that's the thing that makes me sad. Feeling alone, like because man, I mean, I fail it. I'm. I like hack my way through it at this point, but I'm still pretty bad at social interactions. Uh, and I like, I, I more like have masks oh, for yeah. it, oh, and, yeah. which is comedy. When you learn how to make people laugh, then that can cover for the like thing you said that made you feel like everybody hates you just before, you know. But I, yeah. yeah, I relate to it in a big way, and I also have a really sneaking suspicion that um that a lot of what happened with her had to do with bipolar disorder. That like, I yeah. mean, because that is just an undiagnosed. all-encompassing. Yeah, and then yeah, undiagnosed bipolar disorder. What would that I mean, be like? Dude, I think we were talking about this earlier. So many times you look through old like you know uh, cases of yeah. things, and you're like, oh, this is like mental illnesses that were not being diagnosed. Yeah, with, you know, totally. Um, so guys, this has been a great episode. Um, I think I'm just gonna shout out. We have a Patreon, uh, Patreon episodes going up there. Patreon.com/slash Suicide Buddies. If you guys want more content, uh, go there and throw us a couple shekels. <laughs> and we'll keep this pirate ship going. Throw a cup of, cu- couple coins in the coffer. <laughs> yeah, give us a Bitcoin, please. <laughs> give us one Bitcoin. And that's what the sign-up is for our Patreon. One Bitcoin a month. <laughs> Granted, we're not going to be able to use it for years. <laughs> but uh, when we do, then we'll be able to buy a lot of red cars. <laughs> I don't care what type. <laughs> Gotta be red, dude. I like a red car. <laughs> and driving at 65. <laughs> <laughs> That's illegal, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you guys have been uh, our audience. Take care of yourselves. Take care of yourselves. Yeah, thanks a lot. All right, love you. Wait, 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 wait. One more thing. Uh, rate us on iTunes oh, and yeah. review us. That actually really helps. Please do that. I haven't said that this episode yet. Right, Please guys. do that. The reviews are great. Thank you. Email you're us. The, you're honestly the best audience and best fans. Like. You really are. I mean, like, it's great. your emails are so great. All the responses we get on Twitter, we, we love you guys. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to Suicide Buddies. We appreciate you and we care about you. So if you are ever having suicidal thoughts, we do take it seriously, and we would prefer that you go get help. Please call the number 1-800-273-TALK right now if you can. They're great. They will help. Suicide is not your only option. You are cared for. And thank you for listening. And see you on the next Suicide Buddies.